Hello, my friends. Welcome to the Deeper Daily Podcast. I'm Paul. It's the ninth day of March, and we are still in that boat with Jesus and his disciples. I'm not dragging this lesson. I just see so many different things to talk about in this lesson, and we've preached it so many times over the years. I've come up with different angles and different things I like to say, and I'm really just trying to bring out my most, I don't know, the the things that mean the most to me, I guess, on the journey. There's a lot you can say. Today, I want to focus again on verse 39. Jesus, this is Mark 4, by the way, verse 39. Jesus arose and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, peace be still. See, the, the waves are only crashing because of the wind. So he rebukes the cause first and then calms the waves. So... There's, there's depth to that. Some, I'll leave some of that alone. Um, just suffice to say, Jesus knows what the source is to whatever's going on. It's not always what meets the eye. If you were just looking, you might say, well, they need those waves to stop. But the truth is they need that wind to stop blowing. Sometimes the waves are beating the boat of our lives, of our journey, of our marriage, our money, our body, our mind, whatever. And the waves appear to be the problem. That's what we keep trying to get the water out of the vessel. But it's really the wind. It's something else that's causing the choppiness. There's almost always something else causing the choppiness in your soul. And finding what that something else is, is the key. Jesus then rebukes it, says peace. The wind ceased. There was great calm. I'm of the persuasion that Jesus preferred to teach a different lesson. In fact, he tried to. He tried to teach them that they could sleep through the storm. But if they don't, then there is the ability to calm the wind. Jesus says, peace, be still notice that what he says to the wind is not stop it or you don't belong here. Instead, peace. So the wind seems to be a lack of peace. And what Jesus brings back to the situation, which is what he's always trying to bring into our situation, is peace. That peace be still. Now, the fact that Jesus does this at all, to me, indicates that Jesus does not see the storm as an act of God. Because if Jesus saw the storm as an act of God and then rebuked the storm, by default, Jesus would be rebuking the Father. Jesus would be standing against the will of God. Well, we know that Jesus and the Father are one by Jesus' admission. If he says it, he heard his Father say it. If he does it, he saw his Father do it. He's trying to show the world what the Father looks like. If you see me, you've seen the Father. So he's never at odds with God. It doesn't mean that he doesn't have to take it in and struggle with it at times. I think that's Gethsemane. He takes in everything he's about to do, and he has a human struggle with it. But in the end, he goes exactly where he's supposed to go. The struggle is not resistance. The struggle is just working out our faith and and letting it come to the surface. If the storm is God trying to teach them a lesson Jesus shouldn't rebuke it, that teaches me this lesson, that the storms that come in life are sometimes just the storms of life. I can rest through them, 
but from time to time I might have to rebuke them in Jesus' name. In either case, I don't look at it as God trying to knock my boat over, ruin my life, take my money, steal my job, bust up my marriage, destroy my relationship with my kids. God goes, well, that's what you get. It's sort of the equivalent of us thinking that sometimes God breaks our leg to teach us a lesson. Now, I do want to make it clear. I think that God has the ability to break. Breaking is part of the Calvary experience, but whatever he breaks in us was already wrong and needs set right. The only time that the shepherd would ever break the sheep's leg is if the sheep had a leg that had to be broken in order to set it properly, that it had broken at another time and healed back wrong. Sometimes a physician has to break a bone that has set wrong. And by breaking it, they can then set it straight. Christ is not in the business of taking the straight and making it crooked. He is in the business of taking the crooked and making it straight. So only in the issue in which there is a crookedness might it be broken to be made straight. But God is not attacking his children. He's not fighting against us. He's not sending storms our way so that we'll drown or putting us through tests. What he does is set in our boat when we go into tests. When we go into temptations and trials and persecutions, he gets into the boat with us and he shows us how to handle it. Maybe he shows us how to sleep through it. If that doesn't work, he shows us how to rebuke the source, not the symptoms. And then watch the symptoms subside. Peace, be still. The wind ceased. There was great calm. Once the wind ceases, the sea calms down. Some of you have had the wind cease. The sea still hasn't calmed down. It will. It's symptomatic of Jesus doing his work. But I want you to know that if the storm is of God, then Jesus does not rebuke it. So don't take your bad situations as evidence that God is teaching you a lesson. Take them as evidence that God wants to ride the storm with you. In our book, Greater Than Jonah, we did a chapter called Riders on the Storm, and I look at Jonah's ride across the Mediterranean versus Jesus' ride across the Sea of Galilee. Both of them sleep, but they don't sleep for the same reasons, and both storms are not the same storm. Jonah's storm is chasing a man who needs chased with the intent of swallowing him up. Jesus' storm in Mark 4 is what happens on the Sea of Galilee. And when what happens meets Jesus, Jesus wins. Jesus is going to address their fear. And we'll do that with him tomorrow. And I think we can close Mark 4 on tomorrow's podcast. I'll see you then. God bless.